The information expressed in the following podcast is intended for educational purposes only and was created by and belongs solely to Believe Limited and the Flow podcast and does not necessarily reflect the views of our sponsors. Please speak to your healthcare provider before making any medical decisions. Hi, I'm Jessica, and welcome to Flow. I'm here with Sarah Watson, sex therapist, and we want to know, how's your flow? Welcome once again to Flow. I'm coming to you from the Bloodstream studio, and I can't wait to ask, Sarah, how is your flow? Oh, so it's, I'm feeling it. I'm, I think I'm right going to start my period just right about now, tomorrow. Um, but with the IUD, I don't actually like get a full-on period, but I am for sure feeling the symptoms. Chocolate has been my best friend <laughs> this past week, so it's coming. How is yours? Cheers. I am also quite on the brink, on the precipice of the bleed. And last night, I found out what it what a back pain is. I have to say, that was a new experience. The back pain cramps. Very interesting to experience. Ugh. You know, I love thank you for the face you're making. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, I feel fortunate that it's a newer experience. I did see back pains represented in a movie that I'm excited to talk about. Ooh, yay. A horror film. And my experience wasn't quite horror level, but I could see how it could be. Yeah. It did wake me up. Oh, that that's pretty intense. You know, I think we don't talk about that too much. So maybe we'll uh we'll bring that up a little bit later. Yes, we'll dive in. We'll dive in. But we're excited to talk about pop culture today. We're going to talk pop culture and period media representation. We're kind of a review show today. We'll, of course, uh, share some samples of these clips we're referencing. We'll describe them. We'll include links in the show notes. We're going to gear our conversation on what it means to encounter media representations of extreme menstruation. What is portrayed as normal versus extreme? And I know for so long, I felt like all we had was Carrie, the horror film Carrie. But today, Sarah and I are going to talk about a bunch of newer, perhaps more accurate period pop culture representations, including the recent Pixar hit, Turning Red. I'm so stoked. And we're going to dive in right after this quick break. This ad is brought to you by Von Vendi, Von Willebrand Factor Recombinant. My name is Nicole, and my deciding factor is making my voice heard. To hear the backstory, drop by Von Vendi. That's V-O-N-V-E-N-D-I dot com slash patient dash stories. I like our break. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like dancing to nothing. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I have a clip. I'm going to play a bit of it. Okay. And then we're going to come back from it. It's from something called The IT Crowd, a Graham Linham British sitcom. And in it, they review a few of the names we can use when we're talking about our periods to people who might not be comfortable with the word period. I've got Aunt Irma visiting. Do you not like Aunt Irma? I've got, I've got an aunt like that. It's my term for my time of the month. Oh, yeah. what time of the month? The weekend? <laughs> Does Aunt Irma visit on the weekend? Moss? You know, it, it, it's high tide. But we're not on the coast. I'm Moss. closed for maintenance. Closed for maintenance? Moss! I've fallen to the communists. Well, they do have some strong arguments. <laughs> Carrie! Moss! First seen in Carrie! Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Aunt Irma visiting. My time of the month, it's high tide. I'm closed for maintenance. My favorite, perhaps, I've fallen to the communists. Sarah, what do you think of some of those? <laughs> the communists got me. I mean, that that is hilarious. High tide, also very interesting. Uh, I had a girlfriend, we were talking about this. The popular reference was, I'm on the rag as well. Mm. Uh, and Irma, I'm curious about why Irma. Like, why? Right, I have heard Aunt Flo. Yeah. Like someone's name could be Florence, but also your Flo, as the name of the show is, your Aunt Flo. Aunt Irma might be a British cultural reference. I, I'm, I'm hoping, unless it's just random, which would be even <laughs> funnier. You know, like, just <laughs> Aunt Irma's here. Maybe it's because Irma. Maybe because that's the sound you make sometimes, PMSing. Irma. Yeah, I could get on board with any of those. High Tide, too, very true for a lot of people, especially day one, right? Where it's just most mm-hmm. people have significant flow. Pain Pain release. Yeah. So I think they're hilarious. But I also, on the other hand, would just like us to normalize it, being like, yeah, I'm on my period. It's a period of bleeding in which I am existing within. Yes, I think that on the rag definitely has some negative connotations being used as a way to dismiss a woman's presence. Mm-hmm. And I think the rag was referred to as some of the original products. Yeah, correct. Period products. Women would use actual rags. Yeah. Mm. To soak it up. Yeah. Glad we're not in that space anymore. Right? <laughs> no, that was a 2006 released sitcom in London, in Britain. Okay. In the BBC. Great. And Carrie was 1976. Yo, woman now. Why didn't you tell me, Ma? I'm just giving us some timelines. This is 2022, and Turning Red just came out. Yeah. I'm a gross red monster! <laughs> Sarah, did you get to see it? Um, it's been on repeat in my house, Turning Red. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, repeat. Okay. <laughs> we have a five-year-old, so she likes anything that comes out with any kind of animal and or anything on Disney. It's definitely above her head, but she really mm. liked it, and I liked it, and I think there's a lot to talk about there in regards to how the kind of world or the mommy culture, I, I guess is a better way to put it, has responded to the movie— um, because it yes, is. Yes, please. Yeah, because these Disney Pixar movies have been shown like, hey, this is for all children. And this topic, it's covering puberty and changes and getting your period. And some of the maybe not so mm, in tune with the idea that puberty for their girls is going to start at eight, so not so far away for a multitude of reasons for that. Like, it's too early for the drawing within the movie. The main character draws her crush with his shirt off and her Mm. kissing him. And there were references to that. The boy crazy, the boy crazy years. So it's a. am hearing you say that there's discomfort amongst some parents who have young children who might be experiencing puberty. And the parents' discomfort is what's keeping the negative reviews coming in in certain mommy circles. Absolutely. I mean, the mommy circles went wild. And I try to kind of honestly, as a mom, you know, of a five-year-old, try to stay out of that. Um, But just hearing a lot about it within, actually in therapy, talking to other parents that I see, talking to my other friends that have kids. My sister has a kid the same age as, as my daughter. And just kind of what has been happening in these circles. And I find it 
I find it kind of ridiculous. You know, I'm a proponent of education. The earlier, the better, especially about something that happens to half of the population. It, you know, kids hear the word sexy. They're going to see drawings. They're going to have these experiences, whether they're watching this movie or not. Like, have you seen the commercials that are on TV? (laughs) Right, right. I mean, not to dismiss anyone's feelings, but let's be realistic with the world we live in in regards to to media currently. I mean, a round of applause I'll insert here. Turning Red addresses directly what what commercials might indirectly address in sexual excitement that is part of puberty. I mean, really earnest descriptions of what they was portrayed in this movie. This is authentically what was portrayed. Some nice closeness yes. and that her crush had a mermaid tail. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But <laughs> something earnest and sweet like that to cause upset as a as a sexual component. I actually wanted to ask you what you thought of the line about hustling the panda. Oh, I don't. That's a good, I don't have a good answer right now, Jess. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's content for period, but the fact that she, in the conflict moment with her mother, took credit for, I was the one, it was my idea to hustle the panda. And that element of kind of taking ownership, right? So I can see that a multitude of ways, right? There is this period component of I'm going to take back my power, essentially, and use it for whatever I want, which, mm. as a feminist myself, I'm like, hey, go. Go, little person, go. Um, but what are the boundaries around that? And how do you talk about it, right? Because as a female body person, you should be able to do what you want as long as it's, you know, consensual and safe and in mm-hmm. whatever capacity. But this little person in the movie, right, is, is saying, hey, I want to go to this concert. And so I'm going to do what I can to make the money when I'm I think she's portrayed as 13 in the movie. Like, yeah, how else are 13-year-olds supposed to make money, you know? Turning into a panda and getting their friends to pay them to take pictures with them. Obviously. Obviously. Run, of course. I did appreciate the movie started with the fact that the transit system sees you as an adult once you're 13. Religions do often denote it around 13. Absolutely. around 13, but truly it's the transit system. Yeah, yeah. Sees you as an adult. Love it. At that age. I just love it. I also really loved, too, this idea of having that closeness. And in the movie, she like has these feelings and she's furiously drawing and she's furiously drawing like these images. And she's like, I don't know what to do with this. And she takes that energy, right? And like, that's kind of like what I see throughout the movie is this energy she doesn't know what to do with. And she harnesses Mm. it for what she believes is what she needs and or is good in the moment. And again, High five to her because that's what we all should be doing in whatever way that feels safe. So I love, I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. I fucking loved it. This is the best movie. It's not a perfect cinema piece, but I mean, it's the best movie that has come out in the century. I don't know. I'm so, so glad to see also matriarchal representation of, of perhaps generations that have had to be less connected with their menstrual experience since the panda transformation is a direct correlation in turning red and to see the sort of generational shift that's happening portrayed in the mirror of a Pixar movie is uh is thrilling and i think that would be something like just to really take forward and i see it in some other clips i, I think we're going to talk about a little bit later about having the power of other women, whether it's your family, like these multiple generations surrounding the new, the youngest member who is getting her period and like just empowering her 
because that's what we used to do bazillions of years ago when we were in tribes, right? This is what it was like. You know, we were going to the tents. We were having these special places to go have our periods, and you were surrounded by generations Mm. of women who could offer their knowledge and support, and we don't do that anymore, and how powerful that Mm. can be. So I love to infuse more of that and kind of normalize it all. Isle of Luna. The Isle of Luna is what I always heard is that magical island where the women gathered. Well, what other representations have you seen in pop culture of women discussing periods? Uh, there was a clip from the show Blackish, which I love. Such a great show where the youngest family member gets her period. And they show clips of the mom, who is a doctor, like giving a PowerPoint presentation to the older daughter. And then in this conversation, the older sister, the mom, and the two grandmothers sitting around just kind of talking about this wonderful experience that you get to create life, which is amazing. This is a beautiful thing, honey. Your uterine lining is decaying and then sloughing off and turning into blood as it moves out of your vaginal canal. May the sacred flow of your menses topple the patriarchy and bind you to the goddess. Because that's, y'all, that's why we get our period. No other reason is to make more humans. Um, But that she's just surrounded and that it's this awesome experience. And... What a great way to kind of shift the narrative of, I think, how most society and media represents periods. Because I could go to the opposite, right, in Superbad, if y'all remember Superbad, which is, gosh, I'll have to— Oh, wow. Yes, right? So complete opposite, where girl is dancing with main character— has her period, he gets a stain, and he goes, oh my God, I've been period on. And that they have this terrible reaction, and they're, all these men are disgusted that this girl had bled on his leg. What a beautiful example of how not to respond and how to respond um, with those mm. two. And that was 2007 to 2017. So interesting, 10 years between Superbad and that Blackish episode. Right. Isn't that fascinating? Like, okay. Getting there. We can. Progress. Getting better. Getting better. Um, and then the other one, so I think it was 2013 um, that I really, really loved and I personally remembered as we were researching for this episode was the movie No Strings Attached where uh, Ast- uh, Ash- Ashton, not Aston, Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman star in this movie and Natalie Portman is getting her period and so do her roommates and he shows up with a box of cupcakes and a period mixtape and calls hmm. <laughs> calls uh, a mixtape to soothe your womb, calls it a beautiful experience and that it's powerful as, you know, as a man to watch a woman get her period. And I was just like, yes. And I remember watching it in 2013, right? So we're talking almost 10 years ago and being like, finally, like as a woman being like, finally, someone is mm. seeing us for who we are as people that have periods. And that it's this experience that can be kind of painful, right? Because they're all laying on the couch, moaning and groaning, heating pads and all. But then here's a mixtape mm-hmm. and cupcakes because that's what you need sometimes. Made you this to help... Soothe your womb. It's a mix. Even flow, red, red wine. Sunday, bloody Sunday. 
It's good to give yourself what you need, right? It's good to give yourself what you need. I There's a, going back to IT crowd in Graham Linham's episode, it's a bit cheeky. He has two of the male figures who work with the female boss who's getting her Aunt Irma visit. The two gentlemen begin to sync, if you will, with her period, which is perhaps a fallacy, but they start to sort of absorb her sensitivity, but also her menstrual cramps, her physical pains. And at the end of the episode, they're all three in a hotel room with white robes and their hair up, eating ice cream and watching a rom-com. And it's just a very sweet, also this was 2006, example of how a co-ed period party could work. I love a period party. Yeah. Great period party. Love it. Ice cream, cupcakes, cozy things. I'm in. I'm in. Now, and just six years before that representation in 2000, there was this horror film I'm going to tell you about called Ginger Snaps. Have you heard of it? I heard of it, but I have not seen it. Tell me all about it. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, there's back pain represented in this movie. Very interestingly, it's the first indication that one of the two sisters may be coming upon to her time of puberty and periods. Back pain. Now, this is a horror film, and there's also a creature on the loose, and we do see this creature bite the main character. Once again, spoilers in this episode. And her period experience becomes uh, concurrent with her transformation. And this transformation into some kind of vicious creature includes odd hair growth, back pain, and a lot, a lot of blood. And when the young girl tells her nurse at school this, the nurse says, it's just cramps. This is normal. Aha. Aha. I thought it was great to see that normalized. The main characters in getting that information, that perhaps dismissal, if you will, of their uh, horrific experience, granted in this case being bitten by a creature might be the most extreme version of a period. Are you sure it's just cramps? Just so you know. The words just and cramps, they don't go together. But then another, someone else, my whole point of bringing this up was someone else gets bit, one of the male figures, and then he also experienced symptoms. Now, this is a horror film, so no one has the cozy things. No one has the things to treat well. They just have the gross, extreme, painful symptoms. Yes. Ugh, that sounds terrible. And I have to say, he doesn't handle it well. He doesn't handle it well. Huh. May I say shocking? I know. There was a device, wasn't there? They were having men try something on that simulated labor pains, or was it menstrual cramps? Oh, it's labor pains. It's a joy. Google it. It's a joy. Okay. It's a joy. (laughs) It's a joy. I've been through labor. It's not not cozy. There's nothing cozy about labor. It's real, real serious. But they do say, and I we might have said this before, maybe not, but contractions in the beginning of labor, definitely your period uh, cramps can mimic the onset early contractions of labor. So when we experience Mm. those cramps and describe how painful that they are, and then you see, you know, go Google the video. I'm telling you it's whole, well, I find it hilarious. We'll include it. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, they're like, oh, this is what you're going through. You can take that correlation month to month and or for labor because it does not feel good. 
it it is intense. No, and you know, there is one movie that dealt with men experiencing that kind of pain, although I don't think they dealt with periods. I don't know if you know it. It was an Arnold Schwarzenegger hit, and I'm looking for the release date right now. Junior in 1994. Wow. Once again, I don't think it was period content, but... No, I vaguely remember. I probably, if I watched some clips, vaguely, but I was... 94, 12. So I'm not sure what I was watching. Yeah, probably more Saved by the Bell than Arnold. I must be crazy to be doing this. You may be crazy, but you're also pregnant. I'm pregnant. And we're back. So what are some other clips that you've seen of recent representation? I know you brought up Big Mouth. We love Big Mouth. Okay, so Big Mouth, love it. It's a show all about puberty, and one of the characters starts her period, and off (laughs) in the distance is a tampon that is singing about getting their period. And one of the lines that I really enjoyed was, like, your insides are exploding. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's super accurate, hilarious, and true. That seemed really relevant and, and accurate in my book. Um, I don't know if y'all have watched Broad City. Loved it. Mm. Hilarious. But one of the characters gets her period on a plane and has no tampons. And so they go searching for supplies air quotes, mm-hmm. and tend to make something with a pita. So that was interesting and hilarious. Yep, a pita. Yep, yep, that you would eat. Loved it. I love you clarified. Thank you for clarifying. We mean like, you know, a pita, a, a pita, like a pita deliciousness. Yes. You know, it does soak up hummus. Why can't it soak up menstrual blood, right? You know, like. Thank you so much for that imagery. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. Um, I also, <laughs> I thought was a, a nice, an, another one that just like really struck me as excitement was the show The Middle. It used to be on ABC about a family and the daughter who tends just to be super duper awkward and hilarious gets her period in the middle of the night on a camping trip and like runs in to tell her mom that she got her period and her mom was just like excited mm. for her and she's excited and the mom goes to offer, you know, do you need something? And she's like, oh no, I've been preparing for this for a year and a half. And she was very excited to get her period and her mom was very excited for her. And it was just this beautiful, like it's a minute long moment where it was like, you're celebrated rather than shamed. And that That was amazing. The other thing that I have noticed as a clinician, and I'm not sure if anyone else, I'm Mm. I'm sure others have noticed, but um, if you watch any TV that any, well, I can't remember what brand, but there has been a lot of, if you watch a commercial for tampons, right, that we know that the fluid has been blue for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And finally, I believe, Last year, I could be super wrong. We can Google this. We can we can fact check it. We're Googling, but it is finally red. They are finally representing blood as the color of blood because we don't have blue. This is Kotex. Thank you. Kotex did this. Thank you, Kotex. Thank, Thank you, Kotex. Yes. Because we don't have blue periods. It's red, y'all. It's red. All shades of red, and f- because gosh, think about it. Like if we're saying that. Girls as young as eight or nine can get their periods, and they're seeing these things on TV that it's blue. Well, that's freaking confusing. Mm. 
right? It is. So I really enjoyed that. And then the other, the last kind of bit that really struck me, and when I was talking to some girlfriends about this, was the Kieran, I believe is her name. She was free bleeding and running the New York City Marathon in 2014. I think it was the New York City Marathon. Um, And she was just like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. Like, this is what's happening to me. Look what I can do while I'm having my period. And it it had a lot of responses. Um, and I think it's just sit with your own response in that. Like, how did you feel about seeing, or even if you Google her, right? Like, even if you look this image up, like, how do you feel about seeing a woman free bleeding? And what's your response? Because I think that's going to give you a lot of information about how you feel about periods. I just sit with it. And it's so good. I'm yes, yes, and it's so good that we normalize conversations around and women talking about and showing support from partners. But actually, just normalizing red blood coming out of us is an essential part of this. Both in the Kotex commercials, and I'm so glad you brought up free bleeding. Yes. free bleeding. The idea of women getting comfortable, menstruators getting comfortable experiencing their own blood. That's also going to be the best way to stay attuned to it if it's showing you an abnormal symptom or if it's there's something to be concerned about. First being normalized with the experience of the texture and and the flow. Yeah, it's so important. There's some great period art going on, and I also have to shout out the practice of people putting menstruation in their gardens or on a special manifestation plant if you're into that kind of rhetoric. The idea of normalizing cycling menstrual blood back into the earth is a very healing practice. I love that. And that is amazing. Why, you know, if we are composting everything else. Right? Why wouldn't we? are going to have some incredible nourishment from this thing, this material that grows inside the body going back into the earth. Now, I also, uh, coming to mind is this one comedian who deals with periods in a wonderful way, uh, non-binary comedian. They do this piece about why periods for so long have been seen as shameful or gross, because when you think about it, it sort of is. It's my body pushing parts of my body out of my body. And it's like that, it's put, like we are doing something so incredibly active, and I'm glad this comedian addresses why it might be a little bit like a mega thing to talk about, because it's a mega thing happening. Huge. Especially if it's extreme. Yes, it is extreme, and... Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable about extreme things that are happening to our bodies. I think that's Great. kind of a good way Round to of go. applause. Yeah. Love it. Round of applause. So, with all these great pop culture references we've been talking about, Sarah, what have the newer pop culture references normalized that we're thankful for? What are they normalizing? Oh, I think they're just normalizing in general that we're going to have a period— and it's going to bring up the emotions and feelings all around it for the person who, yeah, for the menstruator and for those supporting that person. And I would really love for that to be normalized all the time, right? Like for it not to be 2022 and this is just happening, but for this to be normal in every menstruator's house that it's, hey, I have my period, and it's not a big deal. It's not this shameful experience. So I think it's mm. normalizing that periods are happening, and it's okay, because that's what your body's supposed to do. And periods are totally normal. Totally normal. 
totally normal. Totally normal. You're totally, absolutely normal. Mm, normal, totally normal. There is nothing abnormal about a period, unless it goes on for days and days and days. Correct. Please see every episode of Flow up to date where we will review this again <laughs> and again. And the one thing I want to mention as far as the sex ed I wish I got in pop culture or anywhere <laughs> the sex ed I wish I got was more about the cervix, both the anatomy, the function, and the chemistry. I've been reading about DMT in the cervix, and there's a whole bunch of chemical components to our full reproductive organs that I just wish I knew more about. I'm going to look into. I would completely agree. I think it's just general overview, and I am a huge proponent of, like, let's get all the information possible versus, um, you know, the example that immediately comes to mind beyond menstruation is vagina versus vulva and how vagina is the pop culture word Mm. when really it's vulva for the female anatomy. And so I think sex ed has a lot to, um, and kind of just anatomy in general and how our body functions could really, we have, we have some work to do there. And talking about our bodies is not a shameful thing. The more information people have, they're going to make informed decisions about their bodies. There's a lot of data behind that. So the more information, the better. So I just really wish it was, sex ed was ongoing for everyone, um, even into your adulthood and relationships, because that's what I talk to people about all the time in sessions. That's right. Knowledge is power. Ignorance is not bliss. And if you're ready to go back to sex ed, contact Sarah Watson, sex therapist. And we'll be back. Sarah and I will be back here on Flow. Coming up, we're going to talk to some wonderful organizations built to support menstruators in all sorts of ways, all coming up this summer, right here on Flow. Yay. That was fun. Bloodstream Media is more than just a rare disease podcast network. With shows on chronic pain, menstrual health, and Dungeons and Dragons, yes, Dungeons and Dragons, Bloodstream Media's got a little something for everyone. Visit bloodstreammedia.com or find Bloodstream Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to learn more. Flow is produced by Bloodstream Media. Shout out to Amy Board, creative director, and your hosts, Sarah Watson and Jessica Richmond. In 2022, Flow will have new episodes the second Thursday of every month. Hey, that's the day after I start menstruating. <laughs>